Let's go. How are we doing? Hope we're all okay. Welcome to Incremental Health and the next segment. Today we're looking at comparison. Comparing ourselves to other people. Let's get into it. Comparing ourselves to other people. Do you know what? Let me just start by telling you this. So it's funny, right? And sometimes in life, things start happening and the same thing crops up again. And I think it's it's knowing when to take notice. So I'll give you an example. I was planning on this session now doing comparison. So there's a, there's a famous quote out there by Theodore Roosevelt. And he said, comparison is the thief of joy. So that's basically the premise, what we're going to be working on today. Anytime you compare yourself to other people, you strip yourself of joy in whatever activity it is. So it's never good comparing yourself to other people. So I'm planning this session. And I've just started listening to the audiobook of Jay Shetty, Think Like a Monk. And the opening quote, on I think the second chapter, is this. And this is going to blow your mind. So I'll go through the quote. I'll leave it for a minute and then we'll come back and revisit it. All right. So the quote is, and it's by a guy called Charles Cooler. I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. <laughs> Mind blown. I'll say it again. I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. I'll come back to that in a minute. So I'm listening to this audio book in my car and he says that quote in one of the opening chapters. And that blew my mind. I was like, wow, that's pretty much like what we're going to be talking about today once you, once you get your head around it. And it took me a while to get my head around it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. It's a, it's a bit of a mind, mind fuck quote in it. So don't worry about that. I'm also reading a book called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And this is described as the rich dad, poor dad for this century. Those who, not, those who haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Guy Koyuko Sake should check that book out, but also check this out, The Psychology of Money. And the opening chapters of that is all around how much is enough money? How much money is enough money? What is enough? And again, that talks about social comparisons, comparing yourself to other people. So I'm planning this session today. I've got this going on in my car, talking about comparison. I'm reading a book on my Kindle at the moment around the psychology of money. And then that starts delving into this comparison, social comparisons. 
And then this morning, before I start delivering this session, I check my emails. I sign up to Paul Mort's world-class daily emails. And today, there's an email all about comparing yourself to other people. That's three times that this subject matter has come up in the last few days. And I'm really excited to talk to you about it today because I think everything's aligned, really. And I do believe, seriously believe, that if we're open enough and we're aware enough of these things coming into play, then there's a reason why those three things have become in my consciousness at the moment. Big believer in that. Anyway, let's crack on. So welcome to Incremental Health. We're looking now at don't compare. Don't compare. Remember, we're using analogies from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. These were all these concepts have come from. Now, again, you don't have to have trained to understand these concepts. Jiu-Jitsu and martial arts was just a mechanism, the vehicle where I learned them from. I realized, ah, that's what they're talking about in this book. That's an example of where I can see it in Jiu-Jitsu. So you don't have to have trained. You may know these concepts and these ideas, but you may have got them from a book or you may have got them from playing a musical instrument. These core concepts are around everywhere. It's just how you came about finding them or the vehicle you use to explain them. As you can see, the beard's getting a little bit longer, the hair's getting a little bit longer now. We're getting into the winter months. Got a hoodie on, temperature's dropped a little bit. So I'm going for the, um, the, the, rugged, the rugged look. So let's go back to this quote. I am not what I think I am. So I am, again, we have this model of the world. My model of the world, going back to the earlier sessions, is made up of all the events and the influences that have happened to me during my life. And they build up an identity, again, up to the age of about 20. Events formulate my model of the world. They mould my model of the world, neuroplasticity. All these events, all my influences from all my peers, my parents, the things that I watch on TV, things that I listen to, they formulate my model of the world. Past a certain age, around 20, that model becomes fixed. And then I mould events to shape my model of the world. Are we on the same page? Good. So I am not what I think I am. So that's my model of the world. I see the world through my lens. But that's not a reality. That's just my model of the world. I am not what you think I am. So you may see me. You may have a perception on me. I may have a shaved head. I may have tattoos. You'll immediately form an opinion from my appearance. You'll make a first impression. But your impression of me is not who I am. So I am not what you think I am. I am what I think 
you think I am. So I think So for example, we'll go back to Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a Jiu-Jitsu instructor. My identity to a certain degree revolves around Jiu-Jitsu and martial arts. So what I think you think I am is a Jiu-Jitsu instructor, maybe someone who looks after themselves, who is disciplined, who is maybe confident, good at standing up and instructing, good at teaching. So I am what I think you think I am. So you think I'm a confident person, I'm a jiu-jitsu instructor, and whatever connotations come along with that. So that's who I think I am, who I think you think I am. Yeah. So let's look at it another way. So on Instagram, we have influencers who may be well known for just their appearance. So they may see um, a woman on Instagram in a bikini on a beach. So I think that she's fit. Yeah, she's pretty. She may have a body type that I'm attracted to. She may have an appearance that I'm attracted to or I'm drawn to. Same with a man. You may be attracted to men. You may see a man on Instagram. Tall, athletic. So whatever you find attractive in someone, they will build their identity on what you think they are. So I am what I think you think I am. So what you think I am, that's what I think I am. Are we on the same page? Yeah? Do you get me over confused? You there? So I'm not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. So the Instagram influencer may think that she is pretty because I think she is pretty. So she will build her opinion of herself on the fact that I think she's fit, she's hot. Somebody else who's not into that type or that appearance or that look might not think she's attractive. So she will then build her opinion and build her identity and her self-worth on that she may not be attractive because this person doesn't like her. Do you get what I mean? Hey, I get it though. It's not easy to get your head around that. But we do, we will play to other people's perceptions of us. Yeah, we'll mould ourselves into what other people's opinions of us are. So let's go back to the jujitsu analogy. So in jujitsu, when we line up, pre COVID, obviously, we line up next to each other from grade order from left to right high grades descending to lower grades you stand in the line you look to your left 
there's lower grades, you look to your right, there's higher grades. There may also be grades the same as you. So say you've got a blue belt. We look to our left, we look to our right, and we compare ourselves to other people in that line. How do we fit? How do we fit with the other people in that line? How do we compare with them? When we spar, you will compare yourself to other people. So say you get tapped out, you get submitted by a lesser belt, you will be comparing yourself to that person. And this is a big, this is a big mistake. This is a big mistake. At the end of the day, we do not start on equal footing. So say there's two white belts. They both start day one, the same level. Depending on a load of factors, age, physical ability, athleticism, body type, weight, previous athletic history, current employment, current activity levels, different goals, different values, all that kind of stuff will impact how quick someone will develop. So then after six months, person A is getting submitted constantly by person B, but of the same rank. They have been doing the same amount of time. Person A is going to be constantly comparing themselves to person B and getting disheartened and getting unmotivated. And they're not going to see the progression as well because as person A progresses, person B also progresses. So we can, person A can never really see how far he's come. But what I'm not explaining here is person A is 37 years of age as a full-time job he's a tradesman so he's on site all day he's up at five he's on site he down tools at five o'clock drives home 40 minute commute gets to training he's tired long day at work maybe he's not stopped for dinner maybe he's not well hydrated he's got a family two kids he was up all night with a newborn. He played rugby when he was younger. He's got a few injuries. And he joined jiu-jitsu to lose a bit of weight, get fit, and do something more interesting than just go in the gym. Person B, however, his early 20s, has got a professional sporting background. Trains all day because he doesn't work, he's a personal trainer. So in between doing his PTs, he's able to train. So he still trains like a professional athlete. He's from an athletic background. He's not got kids. He had a good night's sleep. He woke up naturally, to, not to an alarm, not in the early hours of the morning, he woke up naturally. He's had loads of good food all day. He's looked after his body, he's recovered. 
and his goal is to become an MMA fighter. So you can see those two people, although they started on the same day, they did not start as equals. So as person A starts comparing himself to person B, we become disheartened. So that's where this training is coming from. That's what that's what started my my intrigue as one of these concepts is that once we start comparing ourselves to other people, there's no end to it. So just like in life, one of the biggest ways that we look at social comparisons is on social media. And we look at everybody's perfect lives. We look at people's materialistic possessions. What we don't see is what happens behind closed doors and the problems that people are dealing with. All that we see is what people want us to see. And when we go down that rabbit hole of comparing ourselves to other people's success and other people's definitions of success, then that's what can start causing anxiety, distress, overwhelm, thinking we need to achieve this, we need that car, we need that house. The cost of social comparison is so high that once, say once we attain and we keep up with the Joneses, once we obtain the car, the sports car, then after a certain amount of time, that becomes our norm. We're the person with the sports car. And then we start living within that means of the sports car. So then once that becomes the norm, as human beings, we're wired to want to obtain the next thing. So the problem with social comparisons is that the ceiling is so high that enough is never enough. What is enough? Now, in this book, The Psychology of Money, a really good, really good quote that Morgan Housel uses is that the definition of true wealth is that when the goalposts stop moving. So when you get the car, once the car is enough and you're happy with the car and you're still financially well off, you're still earning money, so you can save that money, but the car was enough. So you're still creating wealth, financial wealth, but the car was enough. So you've kept the goalposts where they are. Your house is enough, your car's enough, your lifestyle's enough, and all this money accumulates. Whereas if the goalposts still move, you earn a little bit more money, so you buy within that, that lifestyle. You earn a little bit more money, the goalposts change. What is enough? Now, I want you to ask yourself that question during this training. What is enough? What is enough? So this social comparison brings nothing but overwhelm. Overwhelm that we want X, Y, Z. 
again, to go back to the original quote, to be what I think you think I am. You may see someone who you may deem successful, whatever your definition of successful is. They will try and keep up with that external perception because I am what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. But that's what I think your perception is, not what your perception actually is. Again, it's confusing this and I apologise, but if you need to go and revisit it and listen to it again, then please do so. And the way I'm, the way I'm going about this webinar today is I'm going around the houses to try and get my head around it as well. So the way I'm talking is I'm trying to solve the problem in my own head. So I am what I think you think I am. It's not what you think I am. It's what I think you think I am. So comparison is the thief of joy. Any activity in any walk of life where you start comparing yourself to other people and it takes all the enjoyment out of it. We try and use in jujitsu, we try and concentrate on our own game, our own progress. And we have various different definitions of success, definition, definitions of winning. Go back to the example of person A and person B. Person's A definition of success might be just to survive and not get submitted or just pull off the past that he's been practicing. Whereas person B's definition of winning may be to stay in one position for the whole round, not get, not get allowed the person to escape. We all have different definitions of success and define your de define your perception of success, what is enough. The whole ethos behind incremental gains was, was inspired by the Masashi quote, today is a victory over yourself of yesterday, tomorrow is a victory over lesser men. Not comparing yourself to other people, but improving on how you were yesterday to how you were today. Improve on yesterday, every day. Incrementally improving with sustainable ways and coping strategies to compare how you are today from yesterday. Not comparing yourself to where you want to be. That is the biggest way we can literally overwhelm ourselves and be unmotivated and create stress and anxiety. Comparing ourselves to where we want to be. Nah, fuck that. Compare yourself from where you started. Where you started to where you are now. That's how you compare yourself. Yeah, not to other people, not to where you want to be, not to where other people are from where you started. So now let's look at this graph. So we've got an X and Y axis. So let's look, the Y axis will be money. And on the X axis is happiness. So what happens is the more money we earn, so the more money we earn, the happier we become. And our happiness increases the more money we earn. And then what happens is there becomes a ceiling. And that ceiling from what I've read and what I've listened to 
is normally people are mortgage free, people have got no debt. They've got quite a bit of disposable income. They don't worry about paying the bills and the money coming in. And they've got enough disposable income to go on holidays, buy cars. There's no debt. They don't have any worry, worry, worry troubles. After that point, any more money does not bring happiness. So then you actually start because you become used to being, again, the goalposts have stayed the same now. The goalposts have stayed the same. So you're still increasing your money, but you, your happiness is now declining. More money, more problems, baby. Notorious B.I.G. And you end up with what they call a bell curve. So as money increases, happiness increases up till a certain point. When you're financially free, you've got no debt, you've got no worry troubles, no money worry, no money troubles, no credit cards, no finance, got disposable income. Any more money than that, and that doesn't improve happiness. Proven, sure that it doesn't improve happiness. You level off, the goalposts stay the same. And then any more money after that, and you start your happiness starts to decline. Yeah. So you've got to ask yourself, what is enough? And that's only a question that you can ask yourself personally. What is it that you're trying to achieve in life? What is your lifestyle? What is enough? Don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to where you started, to where you are now. The social comparisons are never going to be enough. There's always going to be something else that you want, someone else has got. So I'll leave you with. The Charles Cooley quote again. I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. I hope that makes sense. Leave us some feedback. And we'll see you again next time. Take care.